In this episode, I'll talk about a dynamic of human thinking and how it can help us, but also how it can hurt us. So here we go, episode 151, Suspending Judgment. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. There's something we humans do that is kind of a double-edged sword. It serves us and it really works against us. It can help others, but it can also hurt others. It's a useful tool when used consciously, but it's also something that can become a way of being or a habit of being and thinking that will end up working against you. And sometimes it can make it really unpleasant for others to be around you. Now, here's the thing. It's an absolutely normal human behavior. And here's, (laughs) I should probably explain what we're talking about. So it's based on this idea, or it's not actually an idea, this piece of information. And that is that in an absence of information, the brain will default to the negative. When there's an absence of information, the brain defaults to the negative. Now, that is a survival mechanism that makes sense. You have more chance of surviving if you assume there probably is a lion waiting around the corner ready to eat you than if you assume that there definitely isn't. And, you know, in today's world, we're not out on the prairie with lions, or at least I'm not. (laughs) You know, we can let down a lot of our defenses. And all of us can decide to use a higher level thinking to analyze a situation, realize that there may be facts that we're unaware of, and consciously suspend judgment. It helps us now to not go through life being jumpy, twitchy, and defensive all the time. Because there probably are not actual lions trying to eat you around the corner. Now, as a horse person, and especially if you've kept a horse at home or otherwise manage horse's care, and especially if you're bringing a horse into some sort of new situation, you probably use these skills a lot, almost like it's your superpower. I would assume parents probably do this too. So the a positive side of defaulting to the negative is you can like scan an area and see all the possible negative scenarios that might happen or could happen, right? So in a split second, you see all the possible disasters, all the sharp parts, all the broken things, all the things that could fit a, that he could put a, your horse could put a leg through, right? You might even be able to scan and in a split second, you can see five steps ahead, right? So you, you can scan and think if he gets out of this gate, then the other horse in the pasture is going to go nuts. 
which is going to irritate his tendon injury, which will make him not walk to the water, which will make him get an impaction colic, which will make him need surgery, which he can't afford. So you have to put him down and you'll never get a horse again. (laughs) It sounds ridiculous, but I'm sure some of you are nodding out there. I mean, I definitely feel like I have a superpower of that around our property as we change things or we've got projects or, you know, we move things around or we move horses around. It's like I just sit there and like you go like fuzzy focus and you kind of scan everything and you can see it's like, wait, nope, they could put their foot on that and then they could do that. And, then, you know, so that's where it's a superpower to be able to pick out the mistake, pick out the possible danger assume that they are going to get tangled up in it. Right. And, you know, that was helpful. So you're really, you know, being good at scanning and seeing that a gate is not latched properly is part of this dynamic. Right. And it's a great thing. You know, many horses and probably people have been hurt after someone has flippantly said, ah, that's probably going to be okay. (laughs) Right. So there's times we want to use this. I think uh, in riding instructors, trainers, we get really good at scanning what other people are doing with horses and we can boom, 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 right away, pick out, you know, the three biggest mistakes because that's what makes us good at teaching. We can see it. It stands out like a big neon light. But on the other hand, outside of the context of someone's paying you for your opinion, it can be annoying to be around (laughs) if you're really good at only spotting the things that are um, not working. Now, the opposite of that, positive thinking can can be harmful too, right? You know, it's going to be okay. Uh, Positive thinking equally refuses to see the truth, right? So the truth, as I say many times, is in the middle, right? Horses are probably not going to go around the property poking their eye on everything sharp and sticking their leg in everything that's possible to stick their leg in and digging around until they find the one weed that's going to kill them or things like that, right? So we need to be aware, we need to use a superpower to keep them as safe as they possibly can be without becoming all consumed by it and imagining only the worst and totally catastrophizing until we wrap them in bubble wrap and stand them real still, maybe suspended from, (laughs) let's suspend them from the ceiling so they're not even touching the ground and they've got bubble wrap and nobody can touch them. Like that's not going to be good either if we're only thinking of the worst. But blinding our eyes to possible danger is harmful too. So defaulting to the negative has a survival benefit, right? It'll keep us safe. It airs on the side of, hey, let's stay safer. Positive thinking is sort of a human-made thing that a lot of humans will do to deal with the negative things, right? I'm just going to close my eyes and think everything's going to be okay. But when it comes to the defaulting to negative, I think no matter how helpful it may be, it's important to realize that this dynamic could be in play in a way that's not so useful. You know, that it's, it is an instinctual thing. And so what you think of as your insight and wisdom based on experience and the things you know as truth, they might not be truth 
it might just be your brain going, this might happen. (laughs) And it feels like experience and knowledge, but it's actually just primitive brain going, it's going to be bad. So we have to realize that sometimes these things that feel like insight and wisdom are just feelings. And we can decide whether or not to believe them. Or we can, we can decide to believe them, or we can decide that we really don't have enough information to substantiate our opinions. When there's an absence of information, the brain defaults to negative. That negative can feel like truth. I know it. But what we don't remember, what we need to realize is that it's feeling sure because of an absence of information. We need to go back a step and fill in that missing information. So we need to be able to remind ourselves that it's possible that we don't have enough information to be so sure of our conclusions. Now that can be really difficult to do, especially if you have some experience or knowledge in a certain area. Actually, it's especially true if you only have a little knowledge. (laughs) So what's that phrase? A little knowledge is worse than none. And that's partially because of the Dunning-Kruger effect. And the Dunning-Kruger effect is where people, and this is straight from Wikipedia, it's where people with low ability, expertise, or experience regarding a type of task or an area of knowledge tend to overestimate their ability or knowledge. Some researchers have also included the opposite effect for high performers, where the tendency of high performers is to underestimate their skills. (laughs) So aren't humans fun? So you can be in a situation where someone does not have all the information they need. The brain will default to the negative, and those those that are defaulting to negative that have a little experience in the area will be the most sure that they are correct. (laughs) Meanwhile, the people who could actually take the best educated guess about what's going on know better than to guess. They might be happy or at least content knowing that they can't know or they don't know, or they'll ask some questions and find out some of that missing information. (laughs) aren't humans grand? All right. So let me just give you a little example. I mean, there's a reason that I decided to do a podcast about this right now. I mean, I see this a lot uh, out in the world and um, especially on social media. So I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to give you an example and then I'll give you some tips for how to get more conscious control over this dynamic because it's something we all need to do. All right, so I posted a reel on I don't know, Instagram or Facebook or something like that, probably both of them, and <laughs> with my horse Ovation. And so, um, well, I'll describe what's in the video, giving you the same information the people in the video got. It picks up with um, a front view of my horse Ovation carrying like a hard plastic, his little food tray that you can put on the ground and they can eat out of it. And he's carrying it, walking towards me. And then I take a little hay pellet and I throw one or two hay pellets in the thing. He puts it on the floor. He eats the two little pellets, picks it up, and then walks towards me again. And I do this, I don't know, three or four times. And uh, and then uh, the video cuts off. 
that's it. That's the video. So what thoughts are you having about that? (laughs) I tried to give you just the what is, right? I gave you the what is. That is what is happening. That was a descriptive, um, you know, painting a picture of what actually is happening. Now I could, I could tell you the story a different way, um, with some, with some other information. So here's the other information. Uh, I, every time when I finish playing with, um, my horses, we go back into the barn and they get what's called special treats. So they get a little serving of food. He already ate breakfast. (laughs) This is a little while after that late morning. Um, so we ate breakfast, then I played with him and then he got his special treat. And then Ovationus is so super cute that he has this trick where he picks up the food dish and walks over to me. And I have apparently trained him to do this because I think it's cute. And so I reward him and I throw a little cookie in the thing. And so he basically, um, is able to get as many cookies as he wants by doing that trick. (laughs) So... Uh, so that that's uh, the same post with a little bit more information. However, um, with the post as it was, with just what I described the first time, about I don't know, I I didn't do the math, but I, I'll just feels about like 50, 50 to sixty percent of the responses were something along the lines of cute, ha ha ha. Oh, he has you trained so well. Oh my gosh, that's just like a dog. What a clever horse. You know, smiley faces, laughing emoticons, you know, stuff like that. Uh, But there were about 40 to 50% comments that just really surprised me. I was like, okay, I got one. All right, that was a grumpy person. Then another one, then another one, then a lot of them. And they were saying things like, angry face emoticons. You're so mean. You are so cruel. You're teasing the horse. Poor horse. He has to beg for his food. He's starving. You're withholding his food. Stuff like that. And then lots of people agreeing with those comments. And I was like, I just, yeah. So, you know, I'm withholding his food. And I'm thinking I'm withholding his food. I'm actually giving him food every time he asks. (laughs) So I thought it was fascinating. And I thought um, that's, you know, that's how it happens. That was such a good example of not enough information. So I'm, I was thinking, what are they imagining with the information that they don't have? What are they imagining? So now the video just showed pretty much a front view of ovation. Um, It's not like they could see, you know, ribs and things. I mean, he doesn't, you know, he's in good body condition and he's in shape. Um, But they were imagining that he was skinny. They were imagining he was starving. They were probably imagining, I guess, that that was the only food that he gets. It must be the only food that he gets. And he has to beg um, for, you know, a hay pellet at a time. Oh, so anyway, that's how it happens. Lack of information. They only have a little bit of information. The brain defaults to the negative. So we humans don't just do this to each other. We actually do it to ourselves too. 
you know, who here has tried something once, failed, and then, you know, thought, at least had the thought, oh, I'm terrible at this. I'll never do it. <laughs> right? I, I think it's universal. Oh, I'm terrible at this. I'm, n- I'm not good enough. I'll never do it. When in reality, if you try something just a couple times, there's not enough information yet to determine if you're going to end up being good or bad at something. You actually only tried it once. So this example with me and ovation might seem really silly. And we might be thinking, you know, as you're listening, you might be thinking, oh, I would never make those kind of assumptions or jump to those kind of conclusions. But I, I don't think that's realistic. I mean, I have to admit that I'm, I'm sure I'm doing that. I'm sure because it's part of my primal brain. It's part of how humans are wired. With a lack of information, the brain defaults to negative. That's the first reflex. We have to train ourselves to override it. And we can override it. But I think it's we have to admit to ourselves that that's probably happening. And there there might be areas of your life where, I mean, there's areas of my life where I've, I've trained myself to override it because it comes up a lot, like when I'm teaching or just around, you know, in the horse world in general. And, uh, but also, you know, meeting people or seeing people on the street, I think we're, you know, we're all making these judgments. And I think the, the first step is awareness. <laughs> I think the first step is to, you know, be fun after you listen to this podcast, like see if you can notice what are all the situations where you have some sort of negative assumption where you default to a more negative um, judgment on something or someone um, and just see if you can catch yourself and go, oh, that's interesting. Like I could have done this or this and I chose that. So I want to share um, something that I learned from a guy named Mark Bowden. He's a behavior and body language expert um, with humans. Um, I first heard about him. He's part of what's called the behavior panel. They have a YouTube channel and they analyze um, human body language and behavior. Um, and he's got other expertises <laughs> separate from that. So really interesting looking up. And I, I went to a seminar that they did. And uh, so what I'm going to share with you now is something that he um, shared at that seminar. Um, and this will really help um, you to be able to give someone or something the benefit of the doubt and to help resist the impulses of <laughs> our primitive brains that are imagining lions around every corner. So he teaches, or he taught, um, he teaches lots of stuff, um, but the, one of the things that he taught at the seminar was something he calls SCAN. And um, it stands for something, but you know he was doing it in the context of, um, so he's a behavior and body language expert, and they'll play videos, and then they analyze it. And it's so easy, even with their level of expertise, he's he's really um, practices this. And when you see the, the videos, you can see him doing this. If he doesn't just think, oh, I know, right? Because I'm an expert and he, you know, did this and then I blocked and then, you know, said this certain sentence and then he, you know, lip retracted. <laughs> so I, I know he's lying because I've been watching this. A lot of the people who follow his channel be like, oh, I know it. He's totally lying. That person's totally lying. I know it. I know he's guilty. And I'm thinking, really? 
the four experts up there aren't willing to do that. The four experts are just looking at what is, weighing it, putting it together, noticing, right? Saying maybe, realizing it's a guess and it's an opinion. Um, they're the experts and the, the people with the Dunning-Kruger effect <laughs> in the comments are often like, oh yeah, I totally know he's guilty. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> anyway, so he that's why he was teaching us this thing called SCAN. So the S stands for suspend judgment. So that's the first step. Just, you know, your brain's going to have an idea. It's always going to think it's a good idea. Your brain is always going to think that its ideas are the best. So suspend judgment. That's probably the hardest and the most important one. Just get in the habit of teaching yourself to say something like, maybe, right? So it's like, oh, I totally know that person's guilty. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. And he, he uses a phrase called, put it on a shelf. We're just going to, all right, I think that they're guilty, but I'm going to put that thought on a shelf for a minute and I'll come back to it later. So I love that word maybe. It's just a something you can teach yourself to say. It's like, oh, they're totally doing this. Maybe. That horse is totally starving. M maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. The C of SCAN stands for context. So what other information is there? What's the context? What's, the, you know, what is the situation? Do we know? Who, po who posted that video? Huh, maybe I'll click on their profile. Do they seem like a kind of person who's going to starve their horse? They can get more information. Um, the horse is, you know, basically looking otherwise happy and I'm, you know, giggling. Is there more context? And also part of the context is to look at how you are showing up to this situation. Have you had a bad day? <laughs> Do you know personally somebody who starves their horse? And so, and they used to give it only one hay pellet every two weeks, you know? So you see someone giving one hay pellet and it jumps to that memory. So context is context of the situation. What other information can you find or can you deduce from the surroundings? And how are you showing up to the situation? What are you bringing into the situation? The A for scan is for ask. So ask, what else? Just ask yourself, what, what else? Be curious. Ask questions. I wait, what else could be going on? Is there another scenario? Is there another interpretation? Can you ask somebody a question? Could they, could they text, you know, send, instead of putting angry face emoticons, could they go, hey, is that the horse's meal? Is that the only thing he ate today? You know, be curious. The N is for new judgment. So scan the last one, the last step is new judgment. And it's based on everything above. It's based on suspending judgment, ask, telling yourself maybe, putting it on a shelf, gathering other information, look at what's around, take stock of yourself, ask questions, be curious. And then with all that other information filling in, you can arrive at a new judgment but he still calls it a new judgment because it's important to realize that even with new information, it's still a judgment. It's not fact. You still don't know. 
So to remember, I often will say it's a best guess. I'm like, you know, I'm a teacher, I'm an expert. I'm supposed to give people like the answer. And, you know, I say all the time, like we have to realize, like, I don't know what that horse is feeling or thinking, but I can take a best guess. So I think it's really important to watch our language and watch our thoughts and realize it's, it's okay. It's smart to realize that you don't necessarily know, and you're consciously creating a new judgment with some more information filled in and be willing, here's the important part, be willing to change from your first judgment that you suspended. So built into this is if you are not willing to change your opinion, then, you know, (laughs) don't even bother doing the scan, (laughs) like just go, go, you be you, but you're going to get things wrong a lot. So we have to be willing to go, oh, geez, I think she's starving that horse. And then look around, poke on my profile, look at the other stuff, go, oh, that horse doesn't look, he looks actually quite plump. You know, oh, I guess, oh, I see, it's just a trick. Oh, I get it. Oh, it's just a trick. Aren't I silly? I assumed that they were starving that horse. And it's actually just a silly trick. He's actually getting more food than he normally would because he's being so cute. (laughs) So you can decide to assume something negative or positive, or you can decide to not have a judgment, but take an accounting of what is, what is happening. And that's your decision, all of it. And just know it's not necessarily truth. It's just the best that you can gather. And here's the thing. There's plenty of yucky stuff going on in the world and in the horse world. And I do think we all need to play a role in calling out some of the worst offenders, right? I don't think we need to be silent. So I don't want this, um, this podcast to make everybody go, oh, I'm never going to have an opinion again. So it's not about that. But keep in mind that especially on social media where we're all in bubbles by choice or by algorithm, that if we don't use our higher level thinking to overcome our instinct to assume the worst, we're just going to be ripping each other apart inside our bubbles. The bubble of people who really do care about horses is ripping apart other people who really do care about horses. While they scroll by or never even see people who don't care about horses and who really are hurting them. So as we use our voices to stand up for horse welfare, we want to make sure we are taken seriously and that we're not just catastrophizing and misdirecting our anger. If we want our voices to be listened to, we have to be voices of reason and in conscious control of our minds. Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are going to be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls, and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. 
Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. Now, I deleted a lot of those comments on the post with ovation. Now, I responded to some. On some, I tried to give them the answers to the questions that they hadn't asked. <laughs> like, hey, he's out on pasture 24-7. He already had his breakfast and a special treat. This is extra. I'm actually giving him all the food that he asks for. But I mostly deleted them. And this is why it's so important. If you only default to the negative and you don't take that time to look, that's what's going to happen. People will just delete your comments. If we want our voices to be listened to, we have to be voices of reason and in conscious control of our minds or else no one is going to listen. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.